Welcome to Integrative You Radio, hosted by Dr. Nick Carruthers and yours truly, Dr. Nicole Rivera. This is the place where you become limitless. We are covering the latest and greatest topics, of course, in a disruptive fashion around integrative medicine, mental health, and human behavior. We are also covering how those topics affect the human and family dynamics. We will be sprinkling in some truth bombs for our healthpreneurs so they can join us in our mission to evolve healthcare. If you are health curious and growth focused, you are in the right place. But buckle up because this is real, this is raw, and this is disruptive. This is Integrative You Radio. Hey, hey, everyone. So welcome. I'm not even going to say welcome back. Welcome to Integrative You Podcast. So we are kicking off with a new name, and today's podcast is going to give you a little insight as to why this transition has happened. And I'm here, of course, with my fun and exciting co-host, Dr. <laughs> Nick. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so I have actually had many people on social media reach out asking me to talk about this topic. And what we're talking about is our journey with meditation. And we have both been diving into the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza. And it has made a lot of sense to us because of our background in integrative medicine. And, you know, Dr. Joe really takes, as he calls the mystical and demystifies it, by bridging the understanding of energy with neuroscience. And that's one of the reasons why his following is so big, but it's also one of the reasons why a lot of us as integrative practitioners that are always striving to figure out the body, the mind, and where health goes wrong is you can't help but ignore the fact that mental health, the mind motivation, inspiration, trauma plays such a significant role in the onset of symptoms. Everything is mental. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So with that being said, I personally, I actually embarked on working with one of Dr. Nick's colleagues, uh, not because Dr. Nick is not good at what he does, but he's my husband. And I said, hey, this probably isn't a fit. Degrees of separation is necessary for protection. <laughs> so he recommended uh, one of his colleagues who I knew had a background in meditation. And at that point in time, I was mainly seeking out to have someone help me get more clarity Um, So a lot of you know that we moved down to South Carolina, we had a baby, uh, we modified our business model, there was a lot of things happening a short amount of time. I knew that all of the decisions that we were making were the right decisions. And I knew that there was going to be a lot of magic on the other side. But the process was tough. Um, It was tough because in reality, moving to South Carolina and business slowing down even though people think having a kid, everything would have slowed down or uh, sped up, I it slowed down for me. And it was the most uncomfortable I ever was in my whole life. I can say that very honestly. And I got to the point that I knew that what got me 
to where I was in my life was not the set of tools that was going to get me to where I wanted to be. And I also just generally felt pretty lost. So embarking on working with this individual, there was a lot of clarity. There was a lot of, um, there was a lot of acknowledgement of patterns that were running in the background that were holding me back. And then there was the introduction to meditation and it was slow and steady, you know, 10 minutes a day. I, you know, everybody plays this game of, am I doing it right? What is meditation? I don't even know what it is. I'm just breathing. I'm sitting here <laughs> and, you know, you, you don't know what you're doing and if it truly is meditation. But the point is, is that of 12 years of doing integrative medicine, taking tons of supplements, taking, doing many therapies, infrared saunas, frequency devices, uh, coffee enemas, my gosh, you name it. Meditation took me through the most intense detox of my life. So I'm going to jump in really quick. You go for it. To preframe before you get deeper into this detox. Dr. Nicole as you can probably understand by following us, is that she does. She's a doer. She, I used to judge myself because I wasn't productive, but that was just me judging myself that I can't keep up with Dr. Nicole and all that she does. So her uncomfortable was that she knew, she, like she knew, she didn't understand what it was, but she knew that what she needed to become was something different in order to have something different. She couldn't just keep doing more. It was actually physically impossible for her to do more. And as we got down to South Carolina, she slowed down and she slowed down. She did less on that be to have principle. And that forced her to actually get in touch with who she really wanted to become. And meditation played a huge, huge part in allowing her to gain that clarity because she gave herself space to be able to create and bring in that new version of who she was, um, which has been pretty awesome for me on the outside to be able to watch this transformation. But what she's leading into, what we don't think of a lot, is that anytime there's a gain, there's a loss. Mm-hmm. And you know, we know this through integrative and functional medicine. It's like when you're detoxing, yeah, you're you're losing, you're going through some hard parts, but you're gaining health. And through meditation, you know, I'll let her tell her story but she was losing her old self mm-hmm. and that created symptoms, physical symptoms as well as mental, emotional symptoms. But in doing so, she had an equal and opposite gain, which was pretty awesome. I don't think I could have put that better myself. <laughs> it, yes. And I think that a lot of times we've seen it a million times in integrative medicine is that if people have symptoms uh, once embarking on you know, their new health or healing journey or their detoxification, everything is presumed as negative, bad. And there is always a loss with a gain. And I will say that it I was very uncomfortable and it went on for uh, more than 30 days of having these significant symptoms. So I, I feel like there were there were so many layers of of clarity and expansion. And I say that because one, did I know that stress, belief systems, 
judgments, triggers can affect the body, yes. Did I truly ever understand the magnitude of that statement? Probably not. And literally starting this journey of clarity and meditation, which was now starting to shift my energy, which was essentially shifting my biochemistry and my body was was releasing things, there were moments that I had, it felt like I had glass in my throat. Like I couldn't breathe out of my nose. And I was just like, wow, this is familiar. And I had chronic sinusitis as a kid. I had chronic strep throat as a kid. I had tonsil stones getting into my teenage years. You know, just throat was a constant, constant issue. Had enlarged tonsils, never had them removed. Um, used to steal the Afrin nasal spray out of my mom's purse. It was all these memories like flooding back. And when you get into it and you start to understand, like, what does this all mean? You know, the throat, when you get into the world of of energy medicine, they talk about the throat being blocked in people that are not speaking up. They're not speaking their truth. They are suppressing their their authentic voice. And I remember thinking, like, what is this? Like, I've I feel like I speak up. You know, you guys are here on this podcast. You know, we've been talking about controversial topics for years now. I have been an educator in the world of integrative medicine. So initially right off the top of my head I was like well I guess there were a lot of times that I tried to speak up as a kid but didn't feel heard so maybe that's part of it and it wasn't actually until more recently that I had my my big aha moment I don't even think I've shared this with you Nick but I was doing a meditation and the more you meditate the more clarity you get the the more things surface that your body is ready to release your mind is ready to release and I realized that for so many years um, as a business owner, but as a doctor, I kept my mouth shut about a lot of things that um, I was told I was supposed to keep my mouth shut about. There were, there was, you know, always things going on um, from a perspective of employees that were doing things that they shouldn't have been doing that I was told, well, you can't say this, you can't say that, you can't fire this person just because of X. And, you know, from coming from the perspective of how HR should run and would allow things to happen that then, of course, always bubbled up into something bigger. And I realized that that was one of the biggest suppressions of my voice. But then also as a doctor, thinking that I had to help everybody and I had to save everyone, even people that were mistreating us as their practitioners and mistreating our staff and kept my mouth shut. And I realized that was one of the biggest components to my throat and and that energy center being so massively blocked outside of, you know, things from my younger years. And being able to have that clarity and release that was one of the most pivotal moments I feel like of my my entire life. And this is just my story. I you know, every single person has different things they're holding on to. And I think that one of the areas that actually based off of Nick's 
amazing revelation in his own meditation is uh, the throat energy center and uh, what's called your solar plexus, which is pretty much at the base of your sternum. But it's actually the center that's connected to your liver, your gallbladder, your pancreas, and your upper digestive system. And you've heard this if you've listened to our podcast. We have said that we've been running an autoimmune liver panel for it's probably close to seven or eight years now. And about 95% of the people that we test have a positive autoimmune liver condition. The liver is where we harbor judgments, resentments, anger, frustration, rage. And you know, we can say maybe that's based off of the world and based off of the pandemic and based off of um, you know, whatever. But you know, at the end of the day, there's so many people that aren't speaking their truths, so many people that are being told that what they should do, what they should be, how they should act. And it's affecting their identity, which is part of that sacral energy, or I'm sorry, solar plexus energy center. And there's just a lot of people that are very angry about things they've experienced. And then in our world, you literally see the manifestation in the physical tissue for these things that we're suppressing, things that we're holding on to. And, uh, and a lot of it is not even in our conscious mind, which is even more fascinating. No, it's, I mean, it's almost all in our subconscious mind, which is why I love hypnosis so much and, and meditation because you're, you're calming down the conscious mind. You're allowing the subconscious to come up and that holds all of, all of the gems, all of the goods. Well, all we're saying with that <clears> is <throat> a lot of us have just become very detached from We've been also programmed that to not even think that it's an issue, you know, it just, it becomes, it becomes so normal, normal that yep. it doesn't, it's not perceived as a problem. And it's like what you stated right there, like what you went through, that was just an authority issue that you weren't speaking up based on authority, based on an HR authority hierarchy of how you should run a business. You like as a childhood, you know, authority figure of whether it's your parents or something else. So, and what's like awesome looking back is that you know a lot of people have authority figure issues i mean we were we were quote unquote, talking about programmed we were programmed through the industrial age which is set up through an authority figure and you take your orders you do it you clock in you check out whether that's school or whether that's mm -hmm. your job and if you do good you know you don't get in trouble but if you do bad you get in trouble and it's all an authority aspect that suppresses the true authenticity of the individual, of yourself. And it's not about being angry necessarily, harboring the liver. It's also just about if if you aren't yourself, well, that's where that third chakra, the solar plexus, the root of who you are, your identity, that energy gets diminished. And now all the organs, the stomach, the liver, the pancreas, that doesn't have the life force to actually be able to function. And then you compound whatever those organ systems are supposed to be doing, detoxing, giving the, you know, the cells nutrients, sugar to be able to um, have fuel, to break down food, to digest, like then you just compound that with, you know, the daily stresses of life and you have, you know, a recipe for disaster. A hundred percent. And, you know, for some of you that are so new to this idea of energy centers, or you're even sitting here going, oh, they went all woo woo on us. Well, hey, we never wanted to be the weird doctors. I say that all the time, but 
this is this is where it's taken us uh, 12 years into practice and seeing chronic illness from all over the world. But something that I'll say is that I know that Dr. Joe Dispenza has been gaining a lot of attention. There is a lot of people that have been chronically ill that have found him because nothing has worked, including integrative medicine. And that is because the problem lies in the things that we're talking about in this podcast. But something that he he brings into certain meditations that you can find on YouTube, you can find on his website, is a breathing technique. And I want to speak to this because this was one, my experience, but two, now that we both are helping to facilitate hypnosis and um, meditation into people's lives that we're working with in the integrative medicine space, they're, they're having the same experience. But Dr. Joe talks about pulling your breath up, like from your pelvic floor, essentially, all the way up into your head. And the whole point of this is pulling your breath up to get your cerebral spinal fluid flowing, which is the fluid that surrounds your brain, your spinal cord, and your nerve nervous system. So you want to get that, that cerebral spinal fluid pumping up in order to activate your pineal gland, which your pineal gland is essentially where we hold a lot of power. It's where we hold our inspiration, our creativity, and our pineal glands have become very suppressed through programming, but also through toxicity. So the the goal of this breath that he's helping people to understand is let's get that pineal gland activated through this breathing technique. But what was interesting is when I first started doing this, I I have classified myself as somewhat of an athlete, you know, snowboarding, surfing, runner. And I've never complained of breathing problems. I've never had asthma. I've never had bronchitis, none of the above. But that breath was so hard and it was getting, I, I was telling my mentor at the time, I was like, the, it's getting trapped in my chest. I was like, I don't know if this is my imagination, but I feel like I can't get it past my chest. And he's like, well, what you're, what it sounds like you're saying is that you're having a really hard time getting it past your heart. And he's like, there's a, there's a logical explanation for this is that your heart is electrical, your brain is electrical, and your heart and your brain aren't talking to each other anymore. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? (laughs) And he explained it in a way that made (laughs) a lot of freaking sense to me. And it was like, your heart is electrical, your brain is electrical. And, you know, if you have been at periods of time in your life that you have not felt safe or secure or you were operating out of survival, then you have protected yourself, put your guard up, you know, didn't trust easily. Essentially, you shut your heart off. You did it for protection. You shut your heart off. And then you started to operate out of your analytical mind and you had to always weigh out the pros and cons to make decisions. I was like, oh yeah, man, that's like story of my life. And he's like, but what you have to understand is even though you've moved on, you've moved past that, you got married, you know, you clearly trust more than you ever have is that you know, that electrical system is still not fully connected, which is why you do, you're a doer, doing, 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 you're always doing things. You're very detached to who you are as a person, what's your being, what's your true calling, what's your true purpose. And most of your decisions are not made intuitively. You actually probably ignore your intuition, aka your gut feeling of saying this is good or bad. And you always will operate out of the analytical. 
And I explained this to our patients now and they're like, holy shit, that makes so much sense. I was like, what you do is, you know something in your heart. You're like, I really like this job. I I don't know if I want to take it. And then you start with, well, the benefits are good, the pension and, you know, the hours aren't bad and it's a pretty good PTO package. And and you weigh all that out in your analytical mind, even though your heart, essentially, your intuition is saying you're going to fucking hate it here. And that is what we're talking about here, is that this is the majority of the population. The majority of the population has been operating out of survival. They've been operating out of protection, having a guard up. We've lost our intuitive compass. We operate strictly out of the analytical mind. And the analytical mind gets influenced by all the things we should do. We should be that is influenced from our society, our culture, our friends, our mentors, our professors, our parents, so on and so forth. Yes. You're just going to mic drop right now? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's interesting. I sit back and I listen to how you explain that. And when you look at healing, healing is about of getting back into that state of wholeness. And the way we do that is to get to the equal and opposite side. So it's like when I take people into, I do a combination of hypnosis with meditation uh, most of the time. Uh, cause I want them to use their conscious mind as well. Cause that's, that's the goal about life is to, to bring up the awareness from the subconscious so that you can actually be in control and conscious and be a conscious creator. But to do that, one of the very first things is to harness and control your breath. So it's like when you're in that fight or flight and you're in that sympathetic state, you're not in control of your breath. And soon as we lose that control of the breath, the breath is one of the best tools to be able to regulate your heart rate. And this is just common sense. You know, as you're breathing really fast, your heart rate's going to go up. You slow that breath down, your heart rate slows down. Well, the electrical, as Dr. Nicole said, the heart and the brain are connected. So your breath is completely the main tool that used to regulate both the connection of how well balanced the heart and the brain is together. And when you slow the breath down, you slow the heart rate down, you slow the brain down, and then it's out of that sympathetic state. And then you can start to doing some balancing of uh, brain hemispheres. Yeah. And I think this is one of the reasons why there is a lot of talk about breath work in the biohacking world, especially, you know, Wim Hof is one of the primary the breath that is associated with Joe Dispenza's work. And I know there's so many others that I probably haven't even explored. But overall, you know, one of the driving forces behind this podcast is one, our own experience and knowing that this is a huge part of healing for people. Um, And really the, you know, the second factor is if you are someone who has, tried so many things. You've tried all different types of, you know, therapies from holistic alternative to conventional, and you just feel like you're continually getting stuck. It's it's time to explore something different because when we talk about the expression of our DNA, which is going to be something we're going to talking about in our next podcast is, and this is, this is like a mind 
fucking blowing profound statistic. But four to five percent of your DNA is is what people talk about. And that is that your DNA is a template for the coding of proteins. And then the proteins are uh, a factor that plays a role in your biochemistry. So all that that means to you is like when you go and get blood work, they're looking strictly at biochemistry, which is such a small part of the puzzle when you want to look at overall health and well-being. So the other 95% of your DNA is dictated by sound and, and light. And that, to me, is something that needs to be talked about in, in the world of medicine, let alone integrative medicine, because sound and light, you know, we're, we're talking about being able to... We're, talk, we're, talk, we're talking about creation. We're talking about creation, but we're talking about like regulating the DNA and regulating the nervous system in ways beyond medication, which is biochemical, beyond supplements, which is biochemical. Like we're, this is one of the reasons why homeopathy has been around for so many years because homeopathy is working even more on that scale than any traditional herbs or vitamins, minerals, et cetera. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just energy flows bi-directional. So, I mean, we are a portion physically, just not very much. I mean, if you look at the physics of the body, it's 99.99999% space. So why the hell are we putting so much time, energy, and money into that, you know, less than 1%? Yeah. So it's just, it's able to take a step back and to be able to review, okay, what have we done to get us to here? What's worked? What hasn't worked? And what what can we what can we change? How can we adapt to get better, quicker, sustainable, long lasting results and and to honestly truly own our name, integrative? Um, because there's there's a time and a place to use everything, um, but it's not trying to use force anymore, as force is always taking energy away from something and it's time to start using power. Hundred percent. Well, we hope you enjoyed this. Uh, it was a, you know, very open, vulnerable story. But, you know, Dr. Nick and I, we've always been putting our heads together and always looking to evolve our integrative medicine approach. And now hypnosis, meditation, mindset work, human behavior work is really at the forefront of a lot of what we're doing in addition to all of the amazing therapies and detoxification, because when you can bridge the world together and you could do it really specifically based on the DNA, that is where the magic happens, my friends. We thank you so much for being an avid listener of Integrative You Radio, formerly known as Integrative Wellness Radio. We appreciate all of your support. We love your comments. Please visit us on social media as well as our website to see all of the fun things happening behind the scenes and the new amazing content and courses that is being rolled out on a monthly basis. We hope to see you there.